You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Victoria University of Wellington has become the first New Zealand university to ban relationships between staff and students, ruling isolated, intimate, consensual encounters to no longer be allowed. Relationships between staff and students have been long discouraged, particularly in scenarios where staff have academic or well-being responsibilities for the student. This legislation has come following the rise of the hashtag MeToo movement and the series of sexual misconduct allegations which have been made against previous staff members at the institution. We are now joined by Otago University's Associate Professor in Sociology, Melanie Barish, to talk with us about Victoria University's new legislation, the nature of power imbalances in staff-student relationships, and how tertiary institutions can support those in these scenarios. Kia ora, how's it going? Uh, Kia ora, I'm doing well, thanks for having me. So to start off with, could you tell us a bit about the close personal relationship policy introduced at Victoria University and what it's going to do? Uh, Sure. So I just had a read through the policy. I think the important thing to note is it does prohibit relationships between staff and students. Um, And it is specifically where the staff member has some sort of direct engagement with the student as a student. So a lecturer, a tutor, um, you mentioned well-being, so someone who works in sort of the residential college where a student lives or something like that. So it doesn't prohibit relationships between any staff member with any student, but only in those cases where the staff member has some involvement or is likely to have some involvement in the student's academic life. Will a ban realistically work to stop intimate student-staff relationships? Um, Well, I guess any rule can be broken, and I'm sure every rule has been broken. So um, it may prevent some, but I think the strength of that kind of policy is more that it provides a couple of things. One, it sets out clear guidelines about what is appropriate or is not appropriate. And so if there is a student who is um, being sort of contacted or there's a staff member who's wanting to get romantically involved, it sends a clear message to the staff member but also to the student that that's actually not appropriate. Um, And it also provides a clearer pathway for um, addressing some of that behavior if it does happen because without that kind of policy, then the student would have to um, make an allegation either of sexual harassment or sexual assault, which is would be more difficult because then it brings up the question around whether or not it's consensual. Rather than um, in this way with this kind of policy, it doesn't that doesn't matter. It's just this is not appropriate. Full stop. Right, and so much of the rhetoric around student-staff relationships is that there's an inherent power imbalance which may lead mm-hmm. to an unhealthy relationship. Can you speak a bit about power imbalances in these relationships? Like, what is meant by this? And are these kinds of bans going to be effective in preventing harm? Uh, so in terms of a power imbalance, what that means is that it recognizes that as a staff member, particularly a staff member that has some direct oversight of a student, there is power there, right? Um, I'd like to think that students look up to me, although regardless of whether or not they do, what I say has implications for them. Like if I ask them to do something, um, you know, in relation to the class, 
to write an essay or something or I tell them to do things a certain way, that has implications for their marks. Um, and so I think the power imbalance comes from a few things. One is, like, in a direct way, I do control the grades that my students get. Um, that's the nature of the relationship. But also an indirect way where I'm perceived to have more power and... Um, and that some people might use that as a way of controlling a relationship or getting a relationship going. Um, and so there was a second part to your question, too, around will the policy prevent those power imbalances? Was that the question? Yes, yeah, and um, preventing harm in an unhealthy relationship with a power imbalance. Yeah, and I guess that's, that's a big question. Um, I guess what it's saying is if there's a direct relationship of power, the relationship is prohibited. So if it is preventing those relationships from happening, then it is preventing some of that balance of power um, being abused in a way. Um, but it's not going to prevent all forms of relationship abuse because it's a much bigger societal issue. So many tertiary institutions at the moment have legislation in place such that student-staff relationships must be declared to mitigate mm -hmm. conflicts of interest and allow the situation to be monitored. Yep. Outside of just a blanket ban, how else can institutions support those involved in these relationships? Well, I think even with a, a ban, I think what's important is probably that particularly students know and understand that that's the expectation, that there is a ban in place or that that there is concern about these relationships um, like Otago the policy at Otago is that they have to be declared um, which I guess the value of that is then it opens up that discussion to say what are the like where is the power here and what is going on and it and it provides some awareness I guess the policy is only useful if people also kind of know about it and understand what's going on and so I hope that I mean this conversation is really good to have on the radio to open up that conversation with with students and with staff um, but yeah just being aware of the values set by the organization as well is really important um, so in your opinion what is the key role of um, tertiary institutions that they should be playing in regulating these relationships uh, um that's a big question. I do think that um, I think it's a complex issue. I think, as I said, um, the Vic policy focuses on you know direct relationships between staff and students, and even if there's indirect relationships, it's still likely to have some power imbalance. But there's also recognition that um, people at university are adults, um, and that it's and that things can you know, be somewhat complex. Um, so I'm not... So I think... But I think setting some strong parameters about times where it's clear that things are not okay is a good start. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us about this complex issue this morning. You're welcome. That was Associate Professor at the University of Otago, Melanie Barris, talking about student-staff relationships in the tertiary setting following Victoria University of Wellington's ban of all uh, isolated, intimate, consensual encounters where staff are related to the student in an academic or well-being setting. 
That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.